tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out. There's Scott Robbins. Hello. We might have a sick child issue. Um, it could be. I'm not supposed to say he's in Milwaukee, right? Okay, yeah. It, I was going to say he might be helping with somebody with debate prep. <laughs> um, could be him working on his Indigo Girls tribute band. It could be a lot of different things. We expect him back tomorrow. I'll just say that for now. Um, there is breaking news out of Pittsburgh right now. Details. Yeah, we don't have many. Not a lot, but Pittsburgh police responded to an active shooting situation. Hundreds of rounds were reportedly fired. It's I, I don't know Pittsburgh, but it's in the Garfield district of Pittsburgh. Okay, if you know that area, police have yet to offer any details on how many people have been injured in the incident. The situation started, escalated into gunfire when the police arrived to serve an eviction notice at a residency. Wow. One of the neighbors said... Well, that tells you something. Well, because yes. when you see just, like, the news right. monitors and foxes on it, you're like, okay, right. oh, my gosh, this isn't a school, this isn't something like that. It was Nothing an eviction like notice? It was an eviction notice, apparently, that was trying. they were trying to serve. And whoever it was, apparently, and again, this is all sketchy right now, but apparently started to fire massive amounts of gunshots. A neighbor said, I've never heard bullets like this before. Okay. City police there saying, hey, stay away from the area. Don't go near it. It's still an active shooter situation. It has not been resolved yet. All right. Keep an eye on that. You know, people that serve eviction notices, man, that's dangerous work. That's like repoing cars or anything else. Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. No doubt, man. Well, I hope everybody's all right. We just don't know. Yeah, there's a ton of cops around there. Yeah, we don't know anything yet, but. Okay. I don't know if it's a single person, multiple people. I don't know. Big story tonight is the first GOP debate. Man, are you excited about it? Are you are you ready to sit down with the big bag of popcorn and view this? I don't really look forward to it. I look at it as work, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm just being honest. It, it will be interesting at times, but like Asa Hutchinson's up there. When he's going on and on and on, I'm just sitting there saying, listen, man. This is like the NCAA play-in game to get to 64. You have no chance. This is like a waste right. of time in a way, right. unless this is really your thing and you enjoy all of it, which I think most of the American people don't. Sometimes, they just want to get to the meat. Sometimes I think the people who have no shot at winning or the ones that have no shot at winning will be the ones that come out snarling a lot of times because they got nowhere to go. But it can You might be. as well throw a bunch of accusations at the wall. And- but some of these people are running for other reasons, either because they want to be vice president or they want a future job or whatever it is. No, and, true. of course, the leader's not there, so that takes away some of the excitement. I would be, honestly looking more forward to it if Trump was in it. Well, Truth Social will be on fire tonight. Well, it's going to be the Trump-Tucker Carlson 
interview that's oh, going to be right. released yeah. about the time of the debate. I like this better. I bet you do. I think a lot of people are saying, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing exactly how that goes down. But as far as, you know, who's got the most to win or lose tonight in the GOP debate, I think it's probably true. It's Ron DeSantis. Oh, yeah. He can't have a poor showing no. at this point because the polling numbers have dropped. Everybody has been going after him. It's Trump and all of the other candidates hammering on him. And it does seem like um, he is feared the most by not just Trump, but the other candidates, too. You don't see a lot of the other candidates outside of Chris Christie like going after Trump because they know it's not a wise idea to do it. I don't know if you happen to see this. Um, there's actually, and this is something that the Trump team apparently put out because Marjorie Taylor Greene um, put this out on X, used to be Twitter. It is the bingo card tonight for Ron, De Sanctimonious Debate Night Bingo. And so it's got all of these different things. And some of it, to be honest with you, is sort of like left-wing talking points to me. Um, like he, what was the one in here? Um, Ron backs down. Um, Ron defends slavery. Defends slavery? What? No. That, okay. Well. Another one is saved by Fox News. Dismisses poll. Says folks. Bobble's head. Uh, gaslight COVID record. Um, Ron plagiarizes Trump. And so you, you check off a box as it's going on. Well, I mean, the big tell there is Trump has always been most concerned about DeSantis. And I think rightfully so, because of all the other candidates, he has the best shot. So that's a little bit of a tell. And the word is, 5A Ramaswamy is definitely going to go after DeSantis and vice versa. So that will be interesting. You just wonder how long is it going to take to get there, actually watching this thing. I read a piece yesterday that said Ramaswamy is only running to take down DeSantis. Yeah, you, I, David was talking about that too. That's the big plan, right? You don't, and you don't know what to believe, depending on the sources. And is that really true? You're not quite sure. Well, they're starting to work on Ramaswamy now as like a bad guy. Like you don't want to vote for this guy for A, B, and C, and he took money from and he was yeah. involved with. And you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. I mean, the knives are out now on him, a little bit because I think they see him as a threat as well now. Here's the thing to keep in mind. So when you look at, like, the polling numbers for, say, Ramaswamy, mm -hmm. and he's risen. Mm -hmm. But 61% in the latest Quinnipiac poll said not familiar enough with him to really know one way or another. Oh, I agree. He doesn't have the name recognition that a lot of these guys do, right? And because we're in this every day, sometimes we forget most Americans are not even really paying attention yet. It takes a while. That dude will show up for an envelope opening now, though. I mean, he's everywhere. He, he works it. He's everywhere. Okay, real quick before we, I know it's not a big deal, but you saw the video of him saying, I'm doing debate prep by playing tennis. Mm -hmm. Shirtless. And hey, he's in good shape. Good for him. I'm just asking the question, is that trying too hard? I don't know. I mean, he... Look, man, you're running against a 78-year-old flabby dude, right? <laughs> Whoa! So, I mean, you are. I mean, listen, man, love Trump or not love Trump, I mean, he's a 78-year-old flabby guy. Okay. I mean, he is. You know it. Everybody knows it. Well, yeah, but then you actually go out and you say it. Scott? <laughs> well, no, but JFK Jr. is ripping the shirt off so he can sort of draw the parallel between him and I, I a frail 80-year-old guy. Scott! You know, so I... I don't know if it's a bad move or not. I mean, he, he is, I mean, he is a younger guy. 
And people have been screaming about, let's get a younger guy in charge of things. Let's quit running these old men up there. I understand, but I mean, if we're going to go flab, I mean, DeSantis isn't in the best shape of his life either. Well, no, but I mean... I mean, my God. I mean, if you're going to pull the shirt off, you got to pay off. And he did, uh, you know. So you liked that you enjoyed it. Okay. Well, I didn't enjoy it. I mean, it sounds weird. No, but I no. mean, you, you thought it was <laughs> yes, a good move. Okay, I enjoyed watching him with his shirt off. Yes. Well, there's going to be one guy, as far as we know right now, it's questionable. And that's Doug Bargan. What happened there? You tell me. You told me the story. Well, he was playing basketball. He heard himself playing. A bunch of staffers got together. Yeah. And they're all just doing a friendly game of hoops. And apparently he got hurt. Playing basketball was taken to the hospital, and he's—I guess—he's still there. And may not be able to do the debate tonight because I, again, I don't know if it was a grabber, I don't know if it was a hamstring, I don't know anything right now. Okay, the, okay, I don't know where if I heard this from you or someone else. Someone said something about a leg. That's what I've heard too, but nobody knows for sure what happened. Well, are they questioning whether or not he's going to be there tonight, yeah, or whether are. he could stand? I mean. You kind of got to go out there, don't well, you? I think they should do like baseball. Just call somebody up from AAA and let them stand in his way. By the way, if we were going to do that, switching gears, yeah, um, I've been convinced that person should be Larry Elder. Exactly. Yeah. And Jason Whitlock, who I've been a fan of for a long, long time, was making that point yesterday, I think with uh, Megyn Kelly. Uh, but as he was making the point, and he did this on his own show, saying... Larry Elder went on The Breakfast Club, you know, the big hip-hop show with yeah. Charlemagne Dagad, right. and kind of schooled them. And Whitlock's point was, listen, there's been inroads made as far as Republicans getting a percentage of the black vote, mm-hmm. which, you know, the thought before Trump was it's not even possible. But 20% of men voted for Trump in 2020. Black men. Yeah. Yes. So that was Elder's point. I don't, did you hear... What he actually said to uh, Charlemagne no, on the I breakfast? No, I have not heard this. No. Okay, there's a lot to get to. So we'll spread this out throughout the show. But to give you a taste of it, um, he goes on and is sort of talking about, hey, this systemic racism thing, uh, don't buy into that. Saying there, there's other problems that the black community needs to address. For example, the number one social problem in America by far is the epidemic not of COVID, but of fatherlessness. of black kids today enter the world without a father in the home, married to the mother, up from 25% back in 1965. Now 25% of white kids enter the world today without a father in the home, married to the mother. And the stats are clear. Even Barack Obama once cited them. Okay, it's interesting because as we're sitting here nodding, saying, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're white, you can't say that. Racist. Dog whistle. Oh, that's true. But it's Larry Elder. It's a little different. If you're raised without a dad, you're five times more likely to be poor and commit crime. Nine times we're likely to drop out of school, and 20 times we're likely to end up in jail. What's happened? In the mid-60s, with, I think, the best of intentions, a Democrat named Lyndon Johnson launched what he called the War on Poverty. And since then, we have incentivized women to marry the government and incentivized men to abandon their financial and moral responsibility. Yes. People talk about this. And he goes on. You know, when I say this to people, the pushback I get is, well, uh, there are lots of things that are going on, systemic racism, poverty. Uh, Here's the problem. If you look at a young black male, age 10 to 43, that's young to me because I'm 71 years old. A young black man in that demo is 13 times more likely to be murdered than a young white man, same demo. Young black man, real young, 19 and under, the number one cause of preventable death is homicide, almost always at the hands of another young black male. 
uh, young, same demo for whites, the number one cause of preventable death is unintentional deaths. That includes drug overdoses, mm-hmm. automobile accidents, drownings. Uh, it's not until they get to number four that uh, death is the cause. Okay. Just because it's a longer clip, I want to get to the other part of this. Uh, where Charlemagne then asked the question. What are the reasons, uh, you know, if your statistics are right, what are the reasons that you think fathers aren't in the home? As I said, it's because uh, in the mid-60s, Lyndon Johnson launched what he called the War on Poverty. And Charlemagne, literally, they sent social workers door-to-door in the inner city. I remember this. Mm-hmm. Advising women of the availability of welfare, provided there was no man in the house. It created an economic incentive for women to marry the government. Same thing with whites. Okay. So he goes on with the facts and everything else, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so as he's wrapping this up, you'll hear what Charlamagne says. And it's says. had a disproportionately bad effect on the black community. Let me ask a question, what do white people do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well. So in the end, he's just like, well, let me ask you a question, what do white people do wrong? And that's when Jason Whitlock can't quite even believe it. <laughs> <laughs> he just laughs. He's what? The man just <laughs> broke down <laughs> The entire problem with America and and explain that this problem is impacting white America as well. Yes. He just explained that. Yes. That the the growth in fatherlessness. All through it. Charlemagne can't hear any of it. (laughs) All he can say, let me ask you a question. What do white people do wrong? And this whole conversation that goes on, Mm -hmm. and again, we'll get to more parts later. It's fascinating. And he says some things that you can't quite believe, man. Uh, Talking about Charlemagne and something with P. Diddy. And then he says to Charlemagne, how could you let Joe Biden come in here and tell you as a black man how you need to think? How could you do that? It was really something, man. Wow. So, yeah, looking forward to getting to that. Um, Boy, the housing market right now is very tough. We got to get to that. There is a story from January 6th. About a guy that was cutting the fence. Unbelievable. That allowed people basically to roll through. This thing was planned, man. You can totally tell. Mm -hmm. I had not seen this video before. It's wild. Big story on that from Revolver News. People are getting arrested for protesting in New York City because of the migrant crisis. A lot to get to coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's Scott Robbins. David Van Camp is out today. Yes. I don't think we can talk about exactly why. Maybe tomorrow. I don't want to give away debate prep or anything else he might be doing <laughs> right now. Okay. He was playing uh, basketball with Bergham. That I can, for a fact, tell you that's not true. Okay. You've seen him play. He's just not interested in that. Right. And by the way, you have an update on Doug Bergham. He was going to be on the debate stage. Yeah. But now it's a question because he played basketball with staffers. That's the story. And we got an injury update. Yeah, like a snapped an Achilles, I guess, in his leg. So Ruptured? Ruptured it. Yeah, yeah ruptured it. Sorry. Okay. Wow. Now you said, man, that hurts. Have you done that before? No. Oh, okay. I've only read about people that it's happened to and talking about the pain. I yeah, mean, it's like you're a season a while. ender, isn't it, for basketball players? Oh, goodness, I mean, yes. It takes a while to come back from that injury. Well, and they're saying he doesn't know whether or not he'll be able to stand for the duration of the debate. Okay, a couple things in my head. One is, all right, at least when you're talking, you can stand, right? You get the crutches. I guess. I don't know. Uh, I would think. But for that length of time, being on crutches and on your feet, 
Okay. Unless you could sit down between questions or whatever. All right. I'm not a doctor. If yeah. someone's going to tell me, well, that leg's got to be up the entire time. I'm just saying when he's talking, could he just get up on crutches? Well, you or is he going to be out of there? There'd be accommodations for the wheelchair. The other part of that, the dude is 67 years old. Yeah. All right. Now, to me, the fact that he's out there hooping, I'm like, yeah, dude. You just keep doing it. That's what I've had people people older than me always tell me, just don't stop playing. Mm-hmm. The, the biggest thing that gets in the way of playing as long as you possibly can in anything is people that stop. Just keep doing it, which, you know, makes sense. You, on the other hand, Scott, looked almost disgusted that he was even playing basketball. Like, really? You're 67. We're all told we can no, no longer, longer play, play the, the children's, children's games. games. That's right. That's my motto. Yes. The line from Moneyball. Uh-huh. So you don't have any respect for him. It's still out there balling a little bit. Well, I mean, look what happened here. Now you, you know, you. Why are you lagging so far behind? Because people don't know who you are. You can introduce yourself to America tonight, but you decided to play basketball, and this is what happened. Well, maybe this turns out to be a good thing. Could you be. never know, because now he's. Would we be talking about Bergham right now if he wasn't out playing hoops and ruptured yeah, maybe, the Achilles? Maybe this is all part of the plan. I don't know about that. Catastrophic injury, and next thing you know, hey, you're winning. Okay. You know what, man? we got to get to this story, and we may not even have time to totally go into this right now, but Revolver News, Aaron Beatty has been reporting on this for a long time. People used to think, is he just kind of a kook? What's his deal? It's January 6th, this Ray Epps, who's that? He was one of the first to talk about Ray Epps and expose, hey, man, no, it's looking like there were feds on the ground January 6th. As we've said a hundred times, when we were watching it unfold that day, we're saying, it's almost like they want him to go in there. Mm-hmm. Well... There's video of a guy that's known to researchers as fence cutter bulwark. Okay? This dude, and I just I watched the video a little while ago, is cutting the fence uh, right around the Capitol lawn. And he doesn't have any Trump stuff on. He's got dark sunglasses. And and Beatty said this, and it's true. He was dispassionate, calm, professional, like he was just there to do a job. So he's cutting the fence and then rolls it up, which is then the gateway for people to roll through. And you got other people that are saying, yep, go through, go through, who are also working for the government. This guy was an undercover cop. Unbelievable. And they're not looking for him? Unbelievable. What's going on with this man? All right. More on that a little bit later. And the Wall Street Journal finally recognizes there's something wrong with Joe and Hunter Biden. Next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial. He's out today. A truly special assignment. Scott Robbins, the sexy boomer. Um, man, we got to get to what's your story in a few. Before we get there, there's a lot of things popping today. Um, I see this at the Wall Street Journal. Now, I read this, I mean, not all the way through. But pretty much every day I'm looking at, okay, what are they covering? Because there are some, especially business stories and just mm-hmm. tracking spending habits, things like that I find interesting that you don't usually get other places. No, that's what they, that's their lane. Uh, but when it comes to a lot of political stuff, mm-hmm. not my go-to. No. Just don't it like it is. So when I see this headline, Hunter Biden's foreign dealings spell more trouble ahead. I can't keep straight sometimes where I've read different things. To me, it's like it's common knowledge, at least if you're listening or, you know, for you, Scott, that we cover this stuff. Uh, it's pretty well documented. The Biden 
crime family drama. Yes. And, I mean, you'd have to suspend belief in reality to say, oh, no, Joe didn't make a penny off this. Please. But I'm just going to read for for you part of the story. It's like this is some sort of new revelation. Maybe I'm not the only one. There are other people been saying it. Well, welcome to the party, Wall Street Journal. Saying, and this is the way it starts. U.S. relations with China were steady in December 2013 when then-Vice President Joe Biden stepped off Air Force Two in Beijing with a seemingly unremarkable companion, his son Hunter. Days later, Shanghai authorities approved the formation of an investment boutique underwritten by Chinese government money that named Hunter Biden as a director and later cut him an ownership share at a discounted price. Hmm. That's nice, isn't well, it? Well, yeah. Roughly four months afterward, he began earning up to a million dollars annually for sitting on a corporate board in Ukraine, a country his father paid special attention to as vice president. Yeah, that was the gig. Supposed to help with the corruption there, if you remember. Yeah, they were going to root it out. They knew it was there. They had to get rid of it. Yes. And then the Ukraine wanted money. Story goes on. Hunter Biden would go on to earn millions more as a from a brief association with a Chinese energy and finance conglomerate trying to break into the United States. The younger Biden's foreign business activities loom larger than ever a decade after that trip, with President Biden seeking re-election as a grinding Justice Department investigation and a determined probe by con- uh, congressional Republicans scrutinize where Hunter Biden made money overseas and what he got paid to do. Okay, this isn't just taking shots at somebody. Like discernible skills, talent, Hunter Biden, outside of access to Joe, what did he have? What did he bring to the table? No one's ever come up with anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it says, a review by the Wall Street Journal of the younger Biden's business activity shows the areas where he interacted with foreign entities and received money from them. No evidence has emerged to show President Biden benefited from his son's international commercial endeavors, nor that he wielded government authority to favor them. And the president isn't a target of the Justice Department investigation. Hunter Biden did not involve his father in, nor did his father assist him in any of his business, a spokeswoman for Hunter Biden's legal team said. Yet the political peril has grown. And then it goes into what happened with the plea deal and everything else. And so all this is like now being documented. And I'm thinking to myself, really? Yeah. Like the 19 shell companies? Right. Emails from Hunter griping about how he had to pay his dad too much, 10% to the big guy. But he was saying he had to give him half. All the pseudonyms that Biden was using. Yeah, all the aliases, right? Yeah, what is that? And then the 20 to $30 million that came in distributed to different Biden family members, mm-hmm. except Joe. He's yeah. the only one that didn't right. benefit. And, he, and he's the reason they were benefiting. It was just I mean, hun- without Joe, they don't benefit. Like, Hunter, out of the goodness of his heart, yeah, I brought in all this cash, but I just wanted to share it all. Right. Because he's always had that sort of... And why did you get all that cash, Hunter? Is it because your last name's Biden and your dad is Joe? Of course it is. Wow, man. Of course it is. Well, and not to mention the 36 White House visits by Hunter's managing director. Yeah. Eric Schwerin. No, Joe, hey... No, I mean, Hunter was always welcome to the White House, and he's, that's his pal. Yeah. What's the big deal? Hey, Deb, bring your friends. Yeah, no problem. It's yeah. Open-door policy here. Keep your coke out of that one room. That's right. Well, yeah. Whatever. Uh, that just amazes me. It does. And, and we're just all supposed to go, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, please, there's so much evidence there. It's stacked up. 
I understand. I don't know how you can sit there and refute it at this point in time. So, well, he wasn't involved at all. But then you wonder, as we've talked about a few different times this week, you get the failing New York Times, and then there's, you know, the Washington Post. Different outlets all of a sudden paying attention to this. And you wonder, is there a problem? I mean, you think about Biden's performance in Hawaii. It's embarrassing. And I know media is trying to give him cover. He was the empathizer in chief. He did what he needed to do. He compared a small kitchen fire to hundreds of people dying. Mm-hmm. Now, all jokes, I, I, my cat, my goal almost lost my Corvette, too. Dude, no, I you, think there might be enough people saying he can't do this. We got to do something else. I don't know, man. I think somebody in the press corps, I, I, I don't care who it is, should, should, when they ask him a question, should address him by his pseudonym and see what happens. That would be hilarious. That would be funny. I I don't know if anybody would ha- would have the guts to yeah, do it. It'd be fun though. Outside of well, the deuce. Yeah, the I was gonna say the maybe deuce. the deuce should just do it. He might do it. That would be fun. Okay, so we got the debate tonight. And you'll be watching the debate. Yeah, I'll now, watch. And you probably won't watch much of the Tucker Trump interview until I'm guessing tomorrow. Yeah, I might watch it. It depends, you know. Sometimes I stay up later than other times. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Where would you watch that, by the way? Where would I watch it? Yes. Probably lying in bed with a light on. Just what, on your phone? Yeah, on my phone. Where do you get it from? Where do I get it from? Yeah. Are you actually on X or Twitter? No. Usually somebody puts it out there, though. Yeah. I mean, one of the things, the sources I go to. Yeah. Just wait for that. Yeah, I'll watch it. You know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to watch the Tucker Trump thing. And this is why. I'll watch that as soon as it's released. Because I can record the other. Well, like you always say, you can, you can look at the... You can, people are going to extrapolate the great, greatest hits and run it anyway. Not only that, but when it is an Asa Hutchinson, yeah. I don't care. It's Dude... It's the same tired old talking points, whatever. It's zip, zip, zip right through. Get to the meat. Because with the Trump Tucker, mm-hmm. I don't know that you can zip through that because you might miss something. And I'm not homering for either guy, but both are somewhat unpredictable. You don't quite know where that's going to go. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would rather I would rather hear that than Asa Hutchinson, yes. Yeah. So. But then again, I'd rather have my Achilles snipped than listen to Asa Hutchinson, so... I don't know, man. You talk to Doug Burgum right now. He may not make the debate tonight because of that snap to Achilles. Maybe I think he's in a lot thing. of pain. Yeah. Maybe know. he got out of there because he didn't want to hear Asa Hutchinson. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm done. All right. The time of the show. Going around. Well, between the two of us. May not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Scotty, what's your story today? Well, it appears that mask mandates are, in fact, coming back. No. Have you heard of I me? Mean, I agree with you. Major movie studio reinstates mask mandates effective immediately. Well, those people. This is Lion Gates. They stated that effective immediately masks will be required in certain floors in their Santa Monica offices until further notice. Because apparently the lunatics are addicted to COVID fear, number one. And uh, number two, apparently a couple of cases have been found on a particular floor at Lionsgate Studios. So they've instituted that. There are also several colleges and universities Uh. who are eyeballing it now. As making it a mandatory, if you're not vaccinated, you got to wear masks, and you might have to mask up anyway. What would happen, I wonder, if the entire student body at whatever university said, 
uh, okay, if you're going to make this mandate, none of us are paying tuition. Yeah, we're done. Done. Yeah. Just done. Yeah. Okay, your choice. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I mean, because usually the universities will bow down to anything. Oh, oh they're whining about this, and we need to make sure it's okay. We need that money. Oh, you know, my first, you have more power than you probably know. My first gut instinct on all this is I'm not doing this. We're, I'm, we're not. No, America no. is not going to go back to this. No, ever again. No, we saw the damage you inflicted. Do not shut these schools down. Well, do not do that, dude. What kind of mask are we talking about? Are they just saying just you need to mask up? Oh, well, like they so did last the time. Same thin little masks. Yeah, that it's been know. proven they don't work. We know it doesn't work, but it just makes us feel better. I think I think we're going to get to a point where we're all just walking around with an IV drip. We're going to be hanging onto the pole everywhere we go, and they'll be dripping in vaccine into our bodies. No. I mean, we've had sixty-seven shots now. No, nobody's going back to that, dude. Let me ask You're you this: You're doomsdaying right now. No. no one's doing that. No one's doing that. Careful. What? All I'm telling you is that it's there are rumblings out there because we've seen the cases elevate. I heard about it last night on the news. People aren't going to do it. Elevated case. I don't think they will either, but I'm just saying. But if you're in a hospital situation or you're in a convalescent home or whatever, that'll probably be the first ones. Big revolt. Dang it. (laughs) No wonder you're stressed out all the time. No. IV drip with with vaccine in it. What are you talking about? Did you get a hold of some bad drugs or something? No, I didn't. I'm just reading the stuff today. There was like three COVID stories. It was like, and Fauci's talking about it too. Well, you know. There's too many people that are like never going back to that. They've learned the truth since. Well, I think you're right, but I, we'll see what happens. All right. May have to, you may throw you in jail if you do. I don't know. They're going to have to. All right. This You'll have to be we'll vaccinated see. to go to jail. National <laughs> Cheap Flight Day. That's today. Yes. Oh, really? But some people say it's just hype. You don't know. But it's been a thing since 2015. Um, there is a site called Cheap Cheapo Air says, according to their data, holiday plane tickets tend to hit rock bottom today. They say it's not totally baseless. Um, then you check around, and maybe there's something to it. Just wanted to alert you to it. Thought it was at least interesting. Because people are thinking about, all right, what are we going to do around the holidays and that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, I saw a different story talking about hotels, because the hotel business in a lot of ways has come back. It was, you know, serious trouble there a few oh, years sure. back. Yeah. Okay. But now that they're a little more comfortable, you know, you want to ask for that early check-in? Uh-huh. Well, yeah, you can do that, but it's going to cost you 50 bucks. you want to check in an hour early. Ooh. Sometimes 75 bucks. Man. You want that late checkout? We, we can do that for you. You want to stay an extra hour? That'd be another 50 bucks. I've, done, I've done both of these things. Most people do. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, I'm going to get there a little early. Why, right. I'm, you, what does it hurt to ask? Right, it doesn't. People say, yeah, we could do that, but it's going to be a little more money. Is it worth an extra 50 bucks? No. No. Well, we're both cheap. I'll find, a, I'll find a Denny's somewhere where I can stack up some biscuits or whatever for an hour. I'll go back. That's the first thing you think of? Yeah. like Yeah. Well, I've done it before. It's like, hey, if you come back in an hour and a half, oh, we'll go find something to eat, and we do. And then we go back. And it's biscuits. I just thought, I just think biscuits is always like one of those country buffet things nearby. <laughs> A little sawdust on the floor, you know, it tastes good. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. All right, more to get to. Well, there's a lot of talk about the debate tonight. Anybody heard the new uh, Ron DeSantis ad going after Trump? 
No. Oh, it's interesting. See what you think. That much more coming up right here. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley. David Van Camp's out today. Hopefully back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. I'll admit, you know what? I mentioned the uh, new Ron DeSantis ad. Yeah, I haven't heard this back. yet. I'm not going to do it right at oh, this moment. Okay. And this is why. Because I mentioned earlier the story of this mom that got fired from her job because of what she said at a school board meeting. Yes. Okay. I mean, everybody knows, Scott, you're out of your mind. And I think they know that if you listen to the show, I was diagnosed with ADHD. Uh-huh. If that's even a thing, I'm not even sure. No, we're David unemployable doing it, anything well, else. David but, helps keep it on yeah, the track right, sometimes. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, we could get all over the place. But I mentioned this, and I wanted to make sure we hit it. This mom of three, and this is from the Daily Wire, became a target of local progressive activists and was eventually fired from her job because she spoke at the school board meeting where she voiced concerns over the LGBTQ plus alphabet uh, curriculum for kids. Her name is Janet Roberson. She said, I'd do it again. For me to lose a job is horrible and not okay, but I'd be willing to do it again. Absolutely. To speak the truth and to stand for freedom and what our Constitution stands for 100%. Need more people like that, to be honest. Absolutely. And when she said the activists went after her, this is how it goes down. She was let go from her position as an independent contractor with Compass, a large real estate company based in New York. She was dismissed from the company by phone 11 days after she talked at the school board meeting. Uh, She told the school board, this was April 20th, children are asked to identify their pronouns, and this is now part of the 10-year-old curriculum. We are alarmed that gender identity is being discussed in math classes. This takes time from core learning and does not benefit the students or our community. Teaching kids that there isn't any standard or truth, and you can believe anything you want to believe, is not scientifically uh, accurate or medically correct. For example, the notion that a girl can decide to be a boy or a boy can decide to be a girl is not true and should not be taught. So after she said that, there was backlash from these activists. Two local papers published letters complaining about her comments at the meeting. um, And then a former city council candidate identified her as a real estate agent with this company. Like multiple times. And then someone else... Uh, were sending letters to this real estate company saying, you need to let her go. Saying uh, she, what was it, is about transphobia. She promotes racism, anti-COVID safety, content that favors eugenics. Of course, she denied all of that, described all that. That's horrifying. Um, but anyway, 11 days later, they yeah, they fired her. Gosh, dang. People were telling the company she worked for, well, she's anti-equity and anti-trans and anti-black and anti-choice. And then the letter also asked the Compass Real Estate about their DEI practices and how they discipline agents who are openly engaging in divisive, hateful, harassing, or abusive rhetoric in their personal lives. And then, boom, gone. That's how this happens. Oh, yeah, man. So, again, you also need companies to, you know, have a backbone. Right. And back their employees. What, for going to a school board meeting and just speaking the truth? She did nothing illegal. Nothing. Absolutely not. No. She had no. an opinion that they didn't like. But when someone else determines what language means. Exactly. That's why you got to fight it. 
like every inch of it. Every, all the time. Yep. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. He's out today. Scott Robbins here. Okay, there's a rumor out there. I can't confirm or deny. Bandcamp may be helping somebody with debate prep for tonight. You know, if he was going to help somebody, who would it be? Who needs, yeah, a lot who of needs choices. the most help? I know that, well, DeSantis has been prepping since May. He hired, like, the best of the best, supposedly, to help with debate because he knew this would be a big deal. Uh-huh. Then there's others that waited till like, three weeks ago to start focusing on the debate. So I'm not quite sure. Um but I do believe it's true, and there's been many pieces written about this today, that this is one DeSantis has to do well in because he has been well, cratering as far as numbers from where he was. And it's early. A lot yeah. of this doesn't mean anything yet. But if you go out there and lay an egg tonight and you're DeSantis, you're in trouble. Yeah, a lot of times you watch these things, and you're watching it, and it doesn't seem to move the meter much at all. I mean, we'll see if something happens tonight, but, you know, unless you completely botch something. Well, it's real hard because most of them are going to say the same sort of thing, just in a different way. All right, let me ask you this. When you say it doesn't move the meter, you mean it doesn't improve someone greatly? Doesn't seem to. Unless they have have that Grand Slam moment. But people can sink like crazy. Oh, absolutely. You can go backwards. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, that's a given. But in terms of the you know the the guy who lands the knockout punch sort of thing, yeah, it's tough because you're you're covering and cowering and you know you're I mean everybody's afraid to make a mistake. I suppose in some ways you could say it's like a golf tournament. Kind of, yeah. You can't win it on Thursday, but you could lose it on Thursday. Yes, you could. Yeah, and, like and early on. S- sometimes you lay up. You don't go for it. Okay, I don't know about that analogy. Well, no, I mean you you, you would rather do that than you know miss it by. Six feet. Yeah, right. like if you're not prepped on something, exactly. and you're like, you know what? Yeah, I think yeah. I got an idea here. Just you may gonna... not want to go for that. But you know, the thing is, that's the beauty of someone like Trump. Yeah. When you're like, I just go out there and roll, and I don't have to worry about what I say or anything. I just say it. Right. And you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a nice place to be. He's not going to be there tonight, though, so we can't watch him do it. No. By vague swamp, uh, Ramaswamy, they say, is very much like because he's very quick on his feet as far as thinking. That dude's good. Yep, he's real good. But I mentioned this earlier. Uh, the Super PAC for Ron DeSantis has come out with an ad going right after Trump. And you hadn't heard this yet. No, I so haven't. So I just wanted to no. get your reaction. Okay. Because I've seen what different people are saying as far as online, for what it's worth. Um, but this is the way it starts. The Clintons are criminals. Remember that. They're criminals. I am going to instruct my attorney general to get a special prosecutor to look into your situation. Honestly, she should be locked up. She has to go to jail. Ending this criminal government (laughs) corruption is one of the most important reasons you have to go out on November 8th. Okay. CNN projects Donald Trump wins the presidency. So it's all set up. All right. Got to go after Hillary. Got to drain the swamp. 
Okay. We begin with breaking news. The president-elect will not pursue any investigations into Hillary Clinton. They're good people. I don't want to hurt them. Quote, I don't want to hurt the Clintons. I really don't. She went through a lot and suffered greatly. He doesn't wish to pursue these charges. If Donald Trump can help her heal, then perhaps that's a good thing. He needs to heal the rule of law, and he needs to forget about healing Hillary Clinton. It would be at odds with the promises to drain the swamp that President-elect Trump made, promises which helped him win office. No, Tucker, no, forget it. That plays great before the election. No, we don't care, right? I was very honored, very, very honored when I heard that President Bill Clinton and Secretary Hillary Clinton was coming today. And I'd like you to stand up. And that was after he was elected. So you get where it's going. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of respect for those two people. We all want the same thing. We're all good people. We call her beautiful Hillary now because, you know, that one's over with. Effective or not. Say, hey, I know you're saying he's the only guy that can really drain the swamp. But yeah, he- I mean, if you're, that's the point you're driving home, I suppose it is. Um, the funny thing is, man, I don't even remember some of that. I know. You know? Yes. I, I mean, there's been so I much about stuff. Some, yeah, I know. You just totally forget about some of that stuff. Maybe that's the idea. Maybe he's here to remind us, hey, this guy said he was going to do this, and he didn't do it, and... Okay, I've never been into as far as working with a campaign and strategy and everything else. Just a regular jamoke like anybody else. But what you're doing with that ad is doing what? Going after people that are more likely to vote for Trump to try to convince them, right? That, hey, if you're just going with this guy because he's the only one that could drain the swamp, he had the chance. Yeah. I don't know that that's a winning strategy. I don't, see, I see, I don't either. I just... It's almost like for everybody else that where you got, whether it's 8% for Ramaswamy and then you got 5% for Tim Scott and another 4% for Nikki Haley, you know, for Pence or whatever, you need all those numbers together. And so I don't know if that's the strategy because there are still enough people around the country that have let, especially legacy media, define who Ron DeSantis is. Here's all the things we've accomplished in Florida. And... People have said, this is the blueprint for the country, and this is what I want to do. I don't know. I go back to the things that people are concerned about, and that's the economy. That's the out-of-control border. That's education. There are three hot-button topics right now, and, and you didn't touch on any of those. Okay. You told us that Donald Trump was, was, uh, was a liar, essentially, that he had a chance to, to uh, get Hillary Clinton, and then he went away. He told you one thing, he did something else. Yeah. The juxtaposition there. I think if it's if it's nothing else other than now it's just down to you and Trump, yeah. then you could throw that out there. But where you're at now, yeah. I don't know. You got to tell people what you've done. I guess, and I guess you got to go after him. But that is that an effective way to do it? I don't know. Do you have to go after him with that ad? You don't have no, to. No, do you that. don't have to. I think you have to go after at him at some point in time. But you again, that's draw one on one distinction between you and agree. But you got to get there first. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I I don't know. I I, I wasn't moved by it. I thought it was clever. I, yeah, it was, and it rattled me a little bit because there are but so many things I don't remember There's from that There's time. not one person that I know that's like, it's got to be Trump that would be swayed by that. That's all I'm saying. All right. Mentioned this before. Um, Jason Whitlock, big fan of Jason, um, was always an out 
outspoken sports writer mm-hmm. and you know started you know getting into politics a little bit within the last seven eight years and now you know with his show fearless he talks politics quite a bit um and of course he's been called every name like any other black conservative uncle tom everything else sure um but he was making the point larry elder should be on the stage tonight 100 percent agree with that yes and his point was there there's definitely a lot of black America that would vote Republican if you told them what was really going on. His words. So I I watched this show last night with Whitlock, and he's saying, look at what Larry Elder did when he was on The Breakfast Club with Charlemagne Dagat, which we've all been told for years now. That's the show you have to go on, especially if you're a Democrat, to get their endorsement, because that's so important to the black community, Right. So a lot of times they don't bring people like Larry Elder on, but they did. And there was back and forth throughout the show, especially with, um, I think it's a female sidekick named Teslin. We'll get to a clip on that later. The goddess? I guess. Okay. Um, but this is where <laughs> Charlemagne's going to go after Larry Elder here. And I had never heard this term. It's the N-word wake-up call. Have you ever heard of it before? No. He explains it. And he's saying that to Larry Elder, like, have you ever heard of this before? Because maybe you need that. And listen to how Larry Elder turns him on his head. Because this, to me, was brilliant. Have you ever heard of the term a wake-up call? No. It is an incident where a person of color forgets that they are of color and are reminded rather brutally by an unexpected act of racism. Have you ever had any of those? Oh, brother. I'm just asking. I'm just, you think you've ever Well, I, I'm acutely aware, Charlemagne, that I'm a black person, just as you are a black person. And when uh, Joe Biden insulted you by saying, mm-hmm. you ain't really black, we don't know whether or not you want to vote for me or vote for Donald Trump, uh, it seems to me that should have been a wake-up call on your part. How dare this guy come in here and insult you, a black man, and tell you you got to think a certain kind of way. I'm amazed that you weren't mad about that. Um, I didn't, I'm not gonna say I, it upset me. Just like I'm not letting you upset me. You know what I mean? I don't tend to get upset over things like well, that. But what I did say, well, well you just not talk not- a wake up call, and it seemed to me that that should have been a wake up call on your part to have a white guy come in here who also said, by the way, uh, uh, about Mitt Romney. Um, yeah, before he gets into that, what do you think so far? <laughs> oh, daddy, oh, oh man, and he's they're sitting right across from each other too. That's the thing, yeah, man. Yeah. That's the thing. Because he didn't want to put more regulations on Wall Street, going to put y'all back in chains. And Joe Biden has lied for decades about his civil rights record, claiming that he desegregated movie theaters and restaurants in, in Wilmington, Delaware, when he didn't any didn't do any of that. He lied and said that he tried to visit Nelson Mandela during apartheid South Africa. He did not. And he came in here and told you you aren't even black and let you think a certain kind of way. It's to me that should have been a wake-up call for you but it wasn't apparently yeah, i mean you no know, for the record i'm not a democrat or republican i, I, I didn't say I, you were yeah, i think both i don't know what you are i, I never yeah, even I, asked you about your party affiliation yeah I think i'm just saying you but you are black and, and to have a white guy come in here and tell you you have to say uh, think a certain kind of way otherwise you quote ain't black wow how should i have replied to him you think wow man i don't think Charlemagne's used to that no so he says well how should i reply then I think Larry Elder gives him a pretty good answer. What I just now said, how dare you insult me and tell me I, I think as, as a human being, let alone as a black person? I don't tell you how to think, Joe Biden. How dare you come in here and tell me how, to, how I, I should think? I'm going to vote for Donald Trump if I want to vote for Donald Trump. And if I want to vote for Donald Trump, it does not make me not black. 20% of black people, black men, as I said, voted for Donald Trump in 2020. Are they not black now? 
So only 80% of black people, black men walking around are really black, 20% are not, because mm. they voted for Donald Trump? How insulting is that? How condescending is that? Mm. I, I mean, you're probably right, but I didn't take it in that way. As well, I, I said, did. As I said to him in that moment, you know, it's just about me wanting something for my people, and I want to know what is he going to do. For okay, so that's when then Jason Whitlock, because what we're doing right now on this show is reacting to a reaction to this conversation. Right, yeah. <laughs> but Whitlock, dude, was on fire. Mm, you're probably right. <laughs> I should have grown a pair of balls. <laughs> I should have pushed back against Joe Biden. But I know if I did, Massa would be very upset. Oh. P. Diddy may come down here and violate me in front of everybody. And they could take this job away from me because I'm compromised from the misdeeds I did in my youth. Holy mackerel. I'm, I'm sitting there watching this going, holy smokes, man. That's a flamethrower. Isn't it? Wow. He's not done. Oh, man. I'm just a puppet, Larry. I'm not free to say what I really think. Wow. Yeah. Gosh dang it. <laughs> I'm stunned. I'm just See? sitting here stunned. That's why I wanted the reaction. Holy cow. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wow. We'll get to another clip later. That's fear. You want to know what fearless is? That's fearless. Oh, that's fearless. He went a step further. We'll get to that That's coming up a little bit. Crazy, later. yeah, it's pretty wild. There's a lot going on today. All right, um, I'm still blown away. I think a lot of people that are finding this out are blown away. Revolver News had reported it. The fence cutter on January 6th. Like, and then there's the pathway for people to go into the Capitol. This hasn't been really talked about before. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp is out today. Hopefully back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. Not going on. People talking about the big debate tonight. Other things in the news cycle. But this not getting a ton of attention. I hope it does. From Revolver News. I mentioned this earlier. There's an undercover cop caught cutting fences on January 6th. This on is video. an unbelievable story. It really is. An undercover cop is cutting fences. Why is he cutting those fences, Jamie? Well, when you look, uh, it's very methodical. Mm-hmm. And he's, it's not like he's like looking around like he's afraid that someone is filming him or something like that. He's just doing it. Are you are you insinuating that perhaps he was cutting them so people can easily get in through these open areas on the fence? Well, I'll read you the opening paragraph okay. of this piece from Revol- uh, Revolver News. We at Revolver News are proud to have... Uh, started the national discussion of January 6th to include a critical focus on the likely role of provocateurs and government actors in what is now appropriately termed the Fedsurrection. Wow, good one. The smoking guns of the Fedsurrection remain the curious case of Ray Epps and the clear cover-up job and hoax associated with the so-called January 6th pipe bombs. Yeah, those are still unsolved. But apart from Ray Epps and the pipe bomb... We've reported on the actions of other key players in January 6th whose behavior warrants extreme suspicion. For instance, there is the bizarre case of an as-of-yet unindicted, unidentified man known to researchers as hashtag fencecutter bulwark. Oh. And that's the guy that's cutting down and then rolling up restricted area fencing around the Capitol lawn. Dispassionate, calm, professional, like he was there to do a job. And if you watch the video, which is part of the story, you know what they're talking about. Um, 
It says the significance of the fact that this individual was was removing fencing before Trump's speech was over, and thus before the crowd listening to Trump headed over to the Capitol, cannot be overstated. Ordinarily, the grounds surrounding the Capitol are not restricted, and it was only due to the fact that police erected barriers and fencing for January 6th that those entering the thereby designated restricted zone could be charged with trespassing. Hmm. Not just going into the Capitol, you can't go past this area. And then by removing the barrier fencing before the massive crowds arrived at the Capitol, individuals like Fence Cutter Bulwark were effectively creating one of the nation's largest legal booby traps in history, inviting thousands of people to unwittingly cross into the restricted zone, whereupon they became vulnerable to indictments for trespassing. Earlier this year, they talk about reporting on how Department of Justice um, maneuvered its way from an initial trespassing charge to a felony conviction to punish Green Beret Jeremy Brown, whom the Justice Department wanted to get even with for exposing the government's efforts to recruit him as an informant and potential provocateur prior to January 6th. There's been a lot of reporting on this. But he, and the fence cutter guy, remains unindicted. Yeah. It's not on the FBI Capitol most wanted list. Interesting. It really is, man. Well, let's so. get Liz Cheney on that one. <laughs> huh? Explain that, Liz. Oh, I got real good news is. real quick Yeah, on something else, because I know we're up on it. Remember the powerlifting in Canada and the mail won all the records? Yeah. International Powerlifting Federation changes policy. See, really? You use your voice. It can work. It oh, can good. work. Yeah. No more dudes in that. That's a good thing. Gosh dang. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story of the day, Scott. What is it? Well, it's got to be the debates tonight, right? Yeah, we've been yeah. talking about it all morning, so I'm assuming that's going to be one of the big stories today. The fence cutter is the biggest one to me so well, far. Well, the like fence, wild. you just gave me that one, yeah. and that one's a pretty good one. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's, wow. But yeah, I suppose the debate. The fence cutter guy. I like that. We don't know who he is. How is that possible? I know, man. How is that possible? It, dude. That we don't know who this dude, guy come is. on. You know why. I, I do, but it's just ridiculous. Yes. There and there's another character too involved in this, who's on the scaffold. Yeah, there's there's going to be a lot that Gosh, comes dang. out on this stuff. So looking forward to that. Got people uh, being arrested for protesting in New York City. Really interesting story straight ahead. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. I'm the Gen Xer, the Millennial David Van Camp. He's on special assignment for real. The sexy boomer Scott Robbins. Some people are speculating he's helping someone with debate prep for tonight. He might have been playing basketball with Bergham. That didn't happen. He got hurt. No. He may not show up for the debate tonight. If it was rugby, it'd be one thing. He wasn't playing basketball. Does he play rugby? Hmm. Um, it's also been hinted that he's a part of the sit-down with Tucker Carlson and Donald Trump. I don't know if that's true. It's a rumor out there I heard. Yeah. I think I heard it from you. But anyway, <laughs> uh, he should be back tomorrow. Of course, tonight is the debate, and yeah. it's also when the Tucker Carlson-Donald Trump conversation is going to be released online about the same time. And that's just a nice way that Tucker can dig into Fox just a little bit. Trump can dig into the GOP just a little bit. I think a lot of people admire that. I want to see what the Democrats have hired that plane to fly overhead with the banner um, denouncing MAGA. Well, who cares? But, I mean, well, how many shots will we see of that? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'll, that part I'll just sort of forward through because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> what about the environment? 
Well, we take the plane. <laughs> yeah. This is interesting to me. The Washington Post, of all places, did a whole piece about Tucker and Donald Trump. Reunite to try to upstage Fox News. And I guess this piece kind of goes the way you think it would. Um, but I would agree with this point when they say Trump has long accepted a level of criticism from Tucker Carlson that he didn't from most other Fox hosts. Like he would go after me. Well, yeah, he did. And, you know, Carlson has been critical of Trump at times. Other times he defends him. And, you know, this is the thing. It's just a regular old Jamoke. You don't know any of these people. You just try to observe over time who is right and who you think is being honest. And it builds up some sort of credibility over time. Mm-hmm. And I would say Tucker has a lot of credibility with me just as a viewer. Not everybody, just speaking personally. So to me, like anybody else, when you're looking at Trump over the last eight years, there have been great things he's done, great moments, hilarious moments. And you talk about those things. And then when he does something that you don't agree with, you just say it. And of course, you know you're going to get people that either love Trump or hate Trump. Either way, you're going to get criticized, but that's just part of it. Mm-hmm. That's part of the gig. I mean, when they point out um, it's usually, uh, I guess, homered by like Sean Hannity or Janine Bureau, I think that's true. If Hannity's been really critical of Trump, it's, I haven't heard it that often. No. Um, but that's what makes this so interesting to me, this sort of conversation. And this is not a dig on Hannity, but if it was Hannity or Ingram, somebody else, even Jesse Waters, sitting down with Trump, I wouldn't have the same excitement to see it as when it's Tucker, because there is this, I don't know, unpredictability with both of those guys that you don't know exactly how it's going to go and what they're going to talk about. So I'm more excited to see that than the debate. But at the same time, um, the debate, I think, I hate to go out there too far and say do or die, but DeSantis can't have a bad night. No. That would be really bad if he just had a terrible night. I think he's got night. the most to lose here. Yes. I mean, he's the guy. I mean. And he'll be taking shots from everybody. Sure. That's the word. Um, Chris Christie more going to go after Trump. That's what people say. Chris, so what? I know. Dough boy. Do what you got to do. Tim Scott, he could make a splash tonight. At times, he's on. And other times, it's just like, man, I've sort of heard this line before. Nikki Haley could surprise you. I don't expect it. Mm. I think a lot of the you know talking points are going to be stock. Um, Doug Burgum, is he going to show up? If you haven't heard this news, basketball injury ruptured his Achilles playing basketball with his staff yesterday. Yeah. But as far as we know, he'll be there, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's Asa Hutchinson, and then Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah, I'll be wearing my Asa shirt tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) What does it say on there? All in for Asa. How does he make this stage and not Larry Elder, by the way? I, How did well, that Well, they had that criteria set up. You know, I guess Elder fell below that line. Number of donors, percentage in polls. You know, there was a, there was a formula they put together, the Republicans yeah. did. I don't know. But, but seriously, 
I, you know, and sometimes you could go, well, I know some people that are like uh, big into Nikki Haley. I know people who like her a lot. You know, I mean, she's fine. Yeah, I know. I, I, but I don't know anybody who is like a big Asa fan. I, I just don't know anybody. I mean, after everything that we've seen, and this is why I think this election is a little bit different. It, and I know it sounds crazy to some people, but it's somebody that can really change the stuff. And I know that said every election, but the swamp is way worse than any of us knew. Mm-hmm. The deep state is far worse than any of us knew. And then when you follow this every day, you understand it. Who can go in and break that apart? Who's capable of doing that? Is anybody capable of doing that? I think Trump is. And I could be naive when, well, it, when saying this. I think DeSantis could. Trump's, I, I think when you, when you look back at the first year or so of Trump's tenure, he, it's the dopes that he surrounded himself with a lot of times. Hey, man, that's a, that's a criticism of Trump that I, I totally agree with. You know, he does not surround himself with the right like people. Like you had an opportunity there to really, really get stuff done. You had all these dopes around you. you Absolutely. Know? I mean, they ended up, all of them, getting sacked shortly thereafter. But, man, what a way to stumble out of the gate with those people around you. Yeah. Do you have any fearless predictions going into tonight? I th- you know, Who's going to have the best night? I'm going to say Ramaswamy. Yeah. I'm going to say this because nothing seems to phase this guy. He's got an answer for everything. It's a clear, direct answer for everything. I've never heard him stumble around any question or dodge anything. I've never heard it. Maybe you will. I don't know. When you haven't been in the game before, it's always easy to take the shots. You don't know what's incoming. But, man, he does seem pretty sharp and quick on his feet. But when he sat with that that woman who came up to him went all nuts and called him transphobe or whatever. Oh yeah. And he just calmly explained yep. his position to her. I was going, "Wow." Never raised his voice, never no. got excited. Yeah. Just here's directly what I what I meant. Here's what I mean now. I'm saying what I mean and be done with it. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, but I just haven't seen the guy. I mean, DeSantis is certainly capable of having a good night. I think so too. You know, he's a capable guy, no question. Yeah. But I'm guessing there's going to be more talk about Trump tomorrow <laughs> in his conversation. Well, with of course, and there'll be more Trump. I mean, Trump's name is going to come up several times tonight. It has to. I would imagine so. Yeah. I wonder, too, between Tucker and Trump, will they ever talk about the texts that were unearthed that Tucker had sent around January 6th saying, I hate him. Well, He's that's... going to bring us all down, all that stuff. I think if Trump, Tucker, yeah. am I forgiven? Huh? Well, if Trump was interviewing Tucker, maybe that would be the case. But, hey, well, man, you said these things about me. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the, Trump's got a lot of relationships with people like that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, we shall see. I mentioned there have been arrests in New York City from people protesting. Yeah. Because... At, and an, I did, at, at an assisted living facility. Yes. So, I'm listening to uh, news. You go to a lot of different places, and it was Daily Wire. And, you know, they do a nice job, I think, with reporting on stuff. Um, And this goes to an area I didn't know. And I just want to get your reaction. Um, As they laid this out, I was listening to this this morning. Multiple arrests were made in New York this week as protesters took to the streets in opposition to the city's migrant housing plans. The protests and arrests have become commonplace of late in Gotham as tempers flare over migrant shelters popping up in neighborhood after neighborhood. Okay, all over the place. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I think more people are understanding that. It's not just, you know, the downtown areas, wherever. Um, 
And you got David Marcus, who's reporting on this, and then he explains. At issue was the claim that senior citizens were being denied housing so that migrants could take those rooms. And uh, for this set of protesters, that was really a bridge too far. Yeah, clearly. Uh, yeah. Taking the rooms. Yeah. Where are they going? That's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So then as a broad question, and you'll hear it, it's kind of like what's fueling this uh, people going out into the streets and then people getting arrested? What's fueling the anger that's getting people out in the streets, even willing to block traffic and, and be arrested? I think the answer lies in the fact that the crisis is really starting to hurt New York's most vulnerable populations. In this case, it was seniors. But one of the first protests came back in May when migrants were being housed in a school gym while classes were happening. Hmm. Since then, we've seen these tent city Bidenvilles go up in playgrounds, on playing fields, pools, recreation centers. These are resources kids use. And also, there's going to be a huge influx of migrant students into already struggling public schools. Adults will put up with a lot, but as we've seen with COVID and with educational issues, when it comes to kids, parents can get pretty riled up. Yeah. Did you know it was that extensive? No. Okay, I didn't I knew it was bad, but I didn't know it was that bad. All those areas you're going to have here. Here. Yeah. Where are you taking your kids for recreation? Well, you're... You're going after the most vulnerable here, the elderly and the kids. You, you can't do that. And so now you've had these people arrested, mm-hmm. and you have local politicians saying, hey, wait a second, you remember a few years ago right. people were arrested and then they just let go and not charged with anything? You're yeah. not going to do that here? And this is one of the local politicians that's set up. Here's New York Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis on that point. People who attacked our police officers, that looted businesses, that rioted in the streets of New York City were arrested. But then guess what? All those charges were dropped. And now when we're seeing criminals on the street, repeat offenders being released because of the bail law, the NYPD was directed by the mayor to instead arrest protesters who simply stepped into the street. And so I'm calling for the district attorney to drop these charges. They should get... Equal treatment. Well, yeah, at the least. And that's, to me, that's like just a snapshot of why so many people in America are angry. Because there's a two-tier justice system all the way down, it seems. And people are tired of it. Okay. Uh, Mention this. Burger King in Pennsylvania is looking to hire losers. Sometimes, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. What? I like that. Are they advertising that? Well, uh, it was Elwood City, Finish Western last Pennsylvania. Finish class. We got a job for you. The sign said, now hiring losers. Mm-hmm. Up to $14 an hour. Loser. Yep. It wasn't a prankster, though. It was ugh, now hiring closers, and then the C fell down. Oh, okay. <laughs> but when you see the photo, it's pretty much, you can't mistake it. Now hiring losers. Yeah, 14 bucks an hour. I'm surprised it's not some virtue signaling group uh, representing losers. <laughs> Probably. You never know. The guy's just... stone cold loser. Yeah, of course. And he's getting 14 bucks an hour now. <laughs> Discriminated the against King. their whole life. Yes. Yeah. All right. Much more to get to, uh, including people giving up a bathtub in a living room. Got to get a smaller house. Straight ahead. Come on, Big Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. Out today, there's Scott Robbins. Breaking news, Scott. 
What yeah. is it? Well, the leader, golly, you know, I'm going to try to pronounce his name as best I can anyway. Yev, Yevgeny Heck yeah. Okay, there we go. He this was the guy who led the opposite. <laughs> That's it? Who led the opposite. Well, that was the only effort you gave? That's it. I, I Yep, can he? Pros. Gozian. I mean they're not even they're not even trying on TV right now. They're just saying this is the guy who led the Wagner group. The uh, in the, Russia. the Wagner group was involved Wednesday today in a plane crash that left 10 people dead outside of Moscow. Now he challenged Putin. This yeah, was, was going to be like the real insurrection, this, right? This was a guy who, this was late June, he initiated what they called the most significant challenge to Putin in his regime in 23 years. So he had, he had 25,000 mercenary guys with him. They were within 125 miles of Moscow when all of a sudden it ended abruptly. He was going to take over Moscow. Yeah. And they, he ordered his troops to return home before he headed into exile in Belarus. Now, a couple of days ago, he posted a new video proclaiming that his group would make Russia greater and Africa freer. The video got posted on Monday where he claims he was somewhere in Africa. Apparently it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So the group now is conducting reconnaissance search activities, and we're going to see what happens here. These guys, this kind of stuff happens with some frequency in Russia. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, you don't vote your opposition out. You take them out in other means. Well, there's plane crashes. People fall out of buildings, high yeah. rises, constantly. Windows left yeah. open all the time. It's strange how that happens. People get drugged on planes. But we all know that Putin uh, was not taken kindly to what was going on. Well, no. I mean, I thought this, this was... This is what happened. I, how many I, times I, has this happened? Oh, well, I actually thought this was only a matter of time, and it's already happened now. I expected it much earlier than it actually happened, but it happened. Well, and, you know, you hear the reports about the war with Russia and Ukraine and exactly where it's all at right now. And a lot of times yeah. you're left with, I don't know what to believe. Yeah, somebody chimed in. The uh, plane crash was ruled pilot error. The pilot accidentally jumped out with a parachute after pointing the nose towards the ground and turning the engine on full. Who knows, man? Right. How exactly that happened? But I'm sure there's going to be a thorough investigation. Well, of course there will be, yes. And, and of course, state media will run it, and they'll tell us. It was just, boy, this is an accidental thing. It's weird how that just happened. Wow. Ten people killed, including him. Man. Well, this story is on a much lighter note. I did mention we would get to it. Um about the high mortgage rates. And so you got a lot of people that want to buy a home. They're frustrated because like, my goodness, man, we're ready to get into our home. We want to own our own place. Well, the interest rates, but crippling. You're looking at near record highs. Yeah. So home builders are also having to find ways to make their product more affordable. And they've got their spiraling costs, labor, construction costs. So you're looking at a new single family home is just shrinking. Just making it smaller, mm-hmm. make it more affordable for everybody, and so it's like, well, do we really need a bathtub? How about just like a corner shower? Do we need a couple of bathrooms, or could we do the Jack and Jill? <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. Was it? They're eighteen percent smaller now in Seattle and in Charlotte, North Carolina, and San Antonio, fourteen percent smaller. Ah, Bidenomics. Wow. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready?
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp's out today. Maybe helping someone with debate prep. There's Scott Robin. Might be a sick kid. Who knows? More on that later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, big debate tonight. And Robbins has predicted that Vivek Ramaswamy is going to come out the winner. The, well, and, and listen, I, just so you know, no wagering here because usually when I predict something, it never happens. Particularly in the political world. I'm terrible at this. Uh, you're kind of spoiling the game. Okay. I'm not good at it. Listen, do you ever see anybody on cable news that gets it wrong constantly actually admit, hey, you know, I get it wrong constantly. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah, they Stop make being a hell, of a hell of a lot of money to do that, too, by the way. Well, I mean, you're doing all right. Uh, well, you know, I... Oof. Yeah, you've gotten a few wrong over the years. Not more than well. You play them back for me constantly. There's been a few. We don't need to get into that right now. Gosh dang, I saw Scott Walker on TV yesterday. For the first time in like 20 years, it seems like. Yeah, that was your guy. I know. I I realized that. Before that, Chris Christie was your guy. I know, I know, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Bridgegate wasn't going to hurt him. Pay no attention to what I said about Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy's campaign is already denying I said it. And before that, when you were all in on DeSantis, it seemed, or getting close. I was. And then all of a sudden, you saw the numbers start to... Yeah, I didn't commit to him, though. That was a non-committal. Uh, we'll go over the tapes tomorrow. Okay. Anyway, right. um, people have made the point DeSantis needs to win this tonight. He does. He do- He needs a win. He needs something in the W column, yes. I would say here's the thing. I don't think we'll know for a few days if he won or not because any of the talking heads that will be reviewing this, they all have some sort of skin in the game. Yeah, that's true. When you see the polling later on from people that watched it, then we'll have a better idea. Unless someone just goes down in flames. You know, Ron DeSantis has a great deal of success to run on. That's just it. I mean, it's there. It, the, the The list is long, man. Not the, only that, man, but if you go back through history at this point of a campaign, I mean, there were a lot of predictions thrown out there, and there were gut feelings from people that turned out to be totally wrong. I mean, I've talked about it many times. 2015, right before that first debate, you know who's leading? Jeb, exclamation mark. You know, that it, when you bring that up, it, it seriously, and you forget all about that. But you're right. But it's like Jeb Bush was leading. Yes. Yes. And Trump was an also-ran at this point. Well, he was getting a lot of attention. Yeah, oh, he always does. But, I mean. But, uh, you know, I can remember at that time. And I don't even want to. I won't bring person then but someone that i have a lot of respect from the political world and i'm like trump is resonating with people he really is yeah um there's no way there is no way and i said at the time there's no way ted cruz will get elected and you completely disagree with me and my whole point was he's not likable enough that was the issue so i mean we all get it wrong at some point I just have to get it wrong more than others, yes. Well, well, I guess. Yeah. Maybe you could say that. Um, But I'm, to be honest, more um, 
anticipating the Tucker Carlson, Donald Trump interview than I am the debate. I'll watch both. I'll probably forward through yeah. the also rants during the debate. Yeah. You know, eight seems to be a lot to me. It is a lot. But it is what it is. I mentioned this earlier. Jason Whitlock, who, you know, used to be just a great sports writer and has really become a great commentator on just life, politics, um, life in America. Um, as I mentioned before, like... It seems anybody who happens to be black and have conservative thought or just anything against the grain, they're called, you know, all sorts of names like Uncle Tom and you're not really black and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And he had made the point Larry Elder should really be on that stage tonight because he is speaking to something that very few are. And that is what's happening with the black community and the Democratic Party and how things seem to get worse over time and not better. And he just brings facts to the table constantly as part of his argument. It's not a feeling. It's not this. It's Mm -hmm. not talking points. He just brings facts. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Charlemagne the God from the Breakfast Club Morning Show, which we've been told is the show that needs to endorse whatever Democratic candidate there would be because you need the black vote. And that's where Hillary Clinton goes on and I've got my hot sauce and all this nonsense. So Larry Elder is invited on the show. He goes on. Jason Whitlock used that as an example to say this is why Larry Elder should be on the debate stage because he started to bring truth. And you could tell he was saying that Charlemagne at one point was really thinking like, oh, you, you know, you may have a point there. But there was one point of the interview, and I'm not familiar with that show, uh, to know one of the sidekicks, this woman named Teslin, um, is coming at Larry Elder saying it's all systemic racism, basically. And I'm going to play you Whitlock setting it up. And then how how Larry is trying to bring the facts, and she just will not have it. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll the intro there. They got into a fight with a real heavyweight, and it was embarrassing. This woman, Teslin, and I, I have very little respect for Charlemagne's intellect. Very little. This woman, Teslin, looked retarded. Let's play this clip about how uh, no one's uh, black people have never been in charge of a system. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, never in charge of a system. Okay. Fam- okay. All right. All right. Can we, can we? Black can, people can, have never been in charge of any system. Well, We're not actually, in, actually, 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 we, actually, we have been. Take Baltimore. No. We're, no, we've never been in charge may, of may any. May I finish? Any? No. Tell me what financial system are black people in okay, charge of? Let, what healthcare system are black people in charge of? What government system are black people I'm, in charge I'm, I'm of? I'm ready to tell what you. Prison system are black. No, black people in charge. I'm ready to tell you. I'm not talking about mayors. By the way, this is going to take a little patience on your part, Scott. I can see you already. I know. Oh, dude, this goes on. I'm not going to play yeah. all of it because I don't know if you can take it. Jeez. Um, but you're getting the idea. I already know that talk, talking point, sir. I go on Fox News all the time as well. So let's not let's not go there with that. I said, what system have we created? Goodness. Have we implemented that we have been in charge of? Name one. Is this why you don't like talking to black women, Larry Elder? Wow. Um, ba- Baltimore. <laughs> uh, Freddie Gray a few years no, no, ago. No, no, no. That's mayors. I'm not talking. I said system. I'm Remember going to like tell you about for a this. Second. Does she think Freddie Gray was the mayor? Sounds like it. 
Okay, I was just questioning. Anyway, go ahead. System, if you allow me to finish my point. I'm not talking about somebody elected and doing a job, sir. I asked what system did we create? What financial Okay, let's talk about the create? system of one yeah, of the largest. Him, let him say his point, thank you. Then. One of the systems of one of the largest uh, uh, cities in America, Baltimore. Okay. Uh, Freddie Gray died in police custody a few years ago. Uh, the mayor was black. The head of the police department was black. Number two. Uh, it's not in charge of the system. But well, go ahead. Number two person <laughs> in charge of the police. I know, dude. It keeps well, going I mean, on like this. Th that's ridiculous. Okay. All right. Go ahead. It, it, I'll try not to interrupt. No, I, no, 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 no. That's fine. I'm just saying she does it repeatedly. I could play you the whole clip. It takes a while. It's crazy. Okay. It's just the same. All, Still not in all, of, the all of city council, Democrats, majority black. Six, Still not in charge of the system. It wow. is the system. Six, that's a position. Off, six officers charged. Three of them yes, were black. It, it's maddening. That is the system. And I'm telling you, that goes on... My gosh, man. ...for another 40 seconds. And he, he goes back to try oh. to say, yes, that is it. Now, from the president to the attorney general to the state attorney uh, to the mayor to the head of the police department uh, to the commissions of the schools in the city and in the county uh, to the majority of city council in that city, all of them are black. And you're still saying that we don't run anything? So who's in charge of the No, no, no. I, I said who created the system. I didn't say we didn't run anything. I, I challenged a lot of those black leaders, by the way. I said who, when we talk about the system, who, what black people have oh, been in charge? of any system i'm not what are you talking about i mean what are you specifically <laughs> that's talking it. about I know, man that the and system is in place it's been in place in places like baltimore for a long time it's a disaster <laughs> yes but my god people, I, what, are we, what do we got semantics in. here about yes. what a system is some people is, will come in and people will listen to their God. point, and but some people that you will never change their mind. It's just the talk points dug in the whole bit, and then it goes off somewhere else completely. Would we have a minute for this? This is kind of crazy. I'm not talking about a position. I'm not talking about a mayor. You know, oh, so you're, saying, you're, you're, you're basically saying that. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about. So then, so then, so then, so then, when Martin Luther King said in 1966, "I believe there could be a black president uh, in about 40 years' time," then it really doesn't matter whether there's one or isn't. No, it, it, yeah, one. It, so nothing, it, nothing he, changes. He was, he was well, naive. The he was naive then. Killed him as well. The, well, we know that the FBI and the CIA also killed him. That system. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I. That's making no sense at all. I know. None. And so Larry Elder. An individual killed him. Right. That was also part of Crow Hotel through the system. <laughs> and then it just goes off to this thing. That's and so the, the dumbest the argument I think I've ever heard. <laughs> okay. Okay. So as you watch that, you're frustrated, and you're like, okay, some people just won't listen to facts or reason. No. It's just the way it is. Then Jason Wentlock, who's hosting the show that's going over this. Yeah. Um, gives his opinion opinion on Teslin. And it's a hot one. It's a hot take. Can you stand the heat? I, well, I think so. <laughs> Anybody want to hear it? You want to hear it? Okay, everybody wants to hear it. All right, here we All right roll it. He's talking to a 71-year-old man with zero respect. And I've watched the entire interview. Larry Elder never engaged with her in a disrespectful manner. Right. Never. Not once. All she gave him was negative energy. Yeah. The, these Charlemagne and DJ Envy, weak, cuck men. It's their show. Oh, boy. They should have told that woman, shut the F up. We don't talk to a guest Ooh. in the way that you're doing. Go sit down somewhere. Oh! But that you get Why are you sweating, Scott? Well, he's right. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, he's absolutely spot on right. Holy smokes. Oh, he goes on. But that's not how we 
talk. We, we, we don't set up any lines of boundaries. We don't enforce any code of conduct when it comes to the black woman. She gets to run wild and do whatever she wants and say whatever she wants and be disrespectful to every, anybody she wants. She's a queen. She can run wild and no one can second guess her on anything. She doesn't have to make any sense. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't. I'm watching this. He's right. Going, Holy smokes, man. Yeah. And this is why Jason Whitlock is as popular as he is. Dude. I yeah. Mean, that was insane. And he's right. I mean, Charlemagne T. God has got to step up and go, hey, 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 my show, you don't do that. You don't do yeah. that on my show. Let the but, man talk. But man, but he too, didn't. But Jason Whitlock said because he's compromised. Hence the cut comment. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if we'll have time later because to, the, to lay out the rest of that. I am, wild, I am absolutely flabbergasted by that, though. Yeah. You don't you can't define what you're arguing. No, it's you just have no right. idea what you're arguing. Well, this, these are people that grow up in a world that basically tell them your feelings are reality. It's some make-believe systems, systems that you've created. Identify system. <laughs> tell me what you're talking. I, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> that is the system. You dope. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, there's much more to get to. Okay, New York has lost almost a trillion dollars. In Wall Street business? Uh, that and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp out today. There's Scott Robbins. Oh, there's a lot going on. Okay. Uh, if you're just joining us, there's some clips from Charlemagne, the God Breakfast Club with Larry Elder, who's running for president. Jason Whitlock had clips of that on his show yesterday, yep. and we've been going over that. I will tell you, I have one other clip to play. We'll do it coming up in just a bit. And if you think the other one's brutal, that if you've been listening, this goes other level with Whitlock, with the mm -hmm. flamethrower. Whole oh, buddy. Man, oh, man. On Charlemagne. Wow. Yeah, it's something. It's really something. We also learned today from Russian state media that the Wagner Group chief... Yeah. Part of that, like, real insurrection, if you remember, a couple months back. Yeah, he had, like, a, his, a bunch of guys, 250, you know, stormtroopers that were going to invade Moscow. He's you dead. Remember, he's dead all of a sudden, yeah. He yeah. went into hiding in Belarus, but apparently was killed outside of Moscow in a tragic plane crash, Jamie. Yes. With other people on board. Complete accident, like though. Complete accident. Sure. So that's out there. Also talked about, you know, big debate tonight, all that. And there's the mm -hmm. Tucker Carlson, Donald Trump interview that'll be released later tonight. Yep. Happen to see this. Uh, <laughs> doesn't sound like a small story. New York has lost almost a trillion dollars in Wall Street business as firms have just left the city. Yeah. Why would they leave? Everything's going great. Uh, as the story goes, a giant sucking sound is coming out of Wall Street. And it's siphoning staggering sums of money out of the Big Apple while handing business to Florida and other states further south. Yeah. Well, the... It's happening everywhere. Media is trying to tell you, families are fleeing Florida because they're scared. Or they're afraid. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. People keep moving there, including businesses. Um, nearly 160 Wall Street firms have moved their headquarters out of New York since the end of 2019. 
160. Yeah, nothing to see here. Everything's great. Taking nearly a trillion dollars with them. Wow. Looking to dodge rampant crime, stiff taxes, and an increasingly exorbitant cost of living, all these firms represented a whopping $993 billion in assets. Oh, man. Yep. Tax base with them. Yep. They're, they're, they're done, and they have the ability to move, and they're going to move. They're getting out. Yeah. Why it, am I staying here? For what reason? There isn't any. No, there isn't. I mean, you know, the, the idiots in these states, the governors, nobody ever asked these guys. Hey, why, are, why do you think people are fleeing your state at record levels? Why is that happening? Why? Well, it's not. Well, it is happening. Here's is. the receipts, idiot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to cry racist on that. I have no idea why. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, well, yeah, that's the go-to. Yeah. Oh, something else uh, from the ridiculous. You know, Frozen was a big movie for Disney. And it's Huge. Frozen 2. Uh, it's being turned into a podcast now about climate change. It's going to be called Frozen Forces of Nature. Oh, the story's no. going to take place after events of Frozen 2, with Anna and Elsa finding copper machines in the enchanted forest that are upending the natural order of things. I'm like, okay, if you think that's Babylon B, it's not. It does sound that way, though. It, it doesn't it, the way it reads, but no, it's it's true. Did they meet a new new friend, Greta, in the wilderness somewhere? <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, Scott. David usually gives us the biggest story of the day from his news background. You're on the spot. What is it? Well, I think uh, the biggest story of the day still is uh, the anticipation for the debate tonight with the Republican candidates. Also, the anticipation of the podcast that Trump's going to be on at the same time, dodging the debate, not being there for the debate. I mean, that's that's we'll be talking about it tomorrow. We'll be playing clips tomorrow from the debate. I can guarantee it. Oh, yeah. You know, then from that interview. Yeah, so if you want to skip watching it tonight, just listen tomorrow. We'll have all the highlights for you. I'm not even joking. I have a number of people that say that's oh, what I, I, I do too. Do. Yeah, I'm not advising that. I'm, I just know a lot of people do that. All right, we got to get to your trifecta, and then <laughs> Jason Whitlock's flamethrower next. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp out. Is it debate prep? <laughs> Is it something else? We'll know tomorrow. I do believe. Uh, there's Scott Robbins. Okay. We talked about the debates. There's a lot of different things going on. Um, I suppose someone's going to give the stock answer tonight in this debate. I've noticed the other candidates are going after each other when I think we all need to focus on who the real target is, and that's Joe Biden and where America's going right now. Yeah, it's usually the one losing. Well, a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. Has that ever worked, that strategy ever worked for anybody? No. I mean, it's a primary. I mean, you're going to be you can tell talking about yeah. how you're different than the other people up there and why you're best for the gig. There's so many jacked up things to talk about. I mean, there's so many things that are broken that need to be fixed. I can't imagine. I mean, I hope they don't spend a lot of time on Donald Trump not being there. Just give me your idea. Lay it out. What's your vision? How are you going to fix this? I would imagine you could have someone ask the question if they've been hesitant to say anything about Trump. What is your uh, feeling about him no, not being I here suppose. tonight? Now, you know that'll be one of the questions. I'm sure it will be because it almost has to be, right? I would guess. Would you pardon Donald Trump if he's convicted? 
That'll probably be another one. Yeah. You know, dude, part of it, so many of us are so sick of political speak and politicians, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, when you look at at least some of them up there, I'm already thinking, you can't get it done. What this country needs, you can't get it done. You've been part of the system. Not going to happen. Yeah, I, There's maybe yeah. three up there. So I don't we'll be see. quite that fatalistic. But at the same time, it's like, you're right. I mean, there is that sense, you know, that it doesn't really matter. But it does matter. Look how things have crashed over the last two and a half years. Well, I think in the end, I mean, Ramaswamy don't know enough about him, really. Like what I see, but no. don't know enough yeah. yet. No, you don't. I mean, if it ended up to be, if you told me today, either DeSantis or Trump will win the presidency, I'm okay. Because I think either one, honestly, could make the kind of change that we need. Oh, I do too. But I, I mean, I'm hoping that's true. And it doesn't really matter. I mean, I would vote for a potted plant running against another potted well, plant, yes. which is Biden. Yeah. yeah. By the way, and I'm sure they'll talk about the Biden family corruption that will come up tonight. They I thought should. this was an interesting story out of The Federalist. This was Kylie Griswold. She wrote that she was fact-checking a Federalist article early Monday morning. And she did a quick Google search for Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, an absolute wall. She remember Joe Biden was saying, there's an absolute wall as far as foreign business dealings in my family, right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And what she found out was that Google really doesn't want her to know a whole lot about that. Um, what popped up, and I hadn't seen this before, actually it says, it looks like the results below are changing quickly. If this topic is new, it can sometimes take time for reliable sources to publish information. Make sure the source is trusted on this topic and maybe come back later. I, I'm not joking. <laughs> okay. I mean, this has been around for four years. Yeah. The absolute wall pledge. Here, man. Here, look, there it is. There's the what it looks like when she Googled it. Are you kidding me? Wow. Are they trusted on this page, the source? And that's just it. If it's not someone Google says is trustworthy, like, I don't know, the Federalist? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to trust them. I don't know. How about the track record? Who's told the truth over the last six, seven years? And who's been wrong repeatedly? I mean, seriously. That's what you should do with people that only get their news from CBS and CNN, MSNBC. Me a break. You know, but this is what we talk about all the time. I mean, we, we're, I'm not talking about voting machines, Russian interference, any of that stuff. It's stuff like this. That's rigging the game. It swings elections. It does. I mean, it just does. Yeah. I know. It's frustrating. Um, men, uh, mentioned this a couple of times in the show and played some clips. Jason Whitlock, uh, who I've, you know, been a fan of for a long time was doing this bit on his show about Charlemagne the God mm -hmm. having Larry Elder on that Breakfast Club show, which, again, is supposed to be almost like the power brokers to get the black vote politically. Yeah, You go on that show and you answer the questions. They're going to hold your feet to the fire. Well, through the clips that we've already heard, I mean, Larry Elder schools the entire show on a whole lot of misconceptions. And yet, it seems near the end, Charlemagne the God is still telling Larry Elder, well, there's a lot of bad things Republicans do. Okay?
and you're trying to make sense of this. And then it seems like in this clip, Jason Whitlock has just had enough of him, you know, watching Charlemagne with all this stuff and just goes after him. So the clip of Charlemagne comes first. Yeah, but it's not just election denying. It's the disdain of women and fear of non-standard gender identities and sexual orientation. Disdain it's for women. It's the galvanizing of popular rage against cultural elites. It's nationalism based on dominant wow. superior race and historic bloodlines. Like, there's a lot of things that Republicans are doing. I mean, well, now, okay. <clears throat> and one of the things that I got to mention is uh, I was watching this. Charlemagne is reading that off a computer screen. That. Yeah, that's not a conversation. He's yeah. reading all those things. Right. And of course, Larry Elder dismantles it. But the clip I want to play is Jason Whitlock just reacting to Charlemagne and what he has to say about Charlemagne. And I get your take on it. It, it, it is the denial of non-tradition. He's mocking him here, by oh, yeah. the way. It, it, it is the denial of non-traditional transgender homosexual people that I am scared to death of and control Hollywood. And if I don't say the right thing here, P. Diddy may never ask me to come over to his place at midnight again. I'll never be P. Diddy's booty call ever again. And I may get kicked off Revolt TV if I don't say the right thing and represent these alphabet mafia people. Holy mackerel. Yow. It goes on. This is what the Breakfast Club is. These are just black faces put in place by the alphabet mafia to pretend like, hey, I'm here representing black people when I'm really here representing the alphabet mafia. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm doing. I just want this check. If P. Diddy wants to violate me, I'm good with it because there's a check that comes along with it. That's all this is. Holy mackerel. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Wow. Basically saying that guy's compromised, and that's why he goes with all these talking points. It's not even what he really thinks. I have no idea. I don't know him. No, but the, the point is well taken. I mean, that bullcrap talking point thing was obviously being read. You knew it when you heard it. Yes. He's just reading off a screen a bunch of things that he's supposed to be upset or angry about. Yes. None of that's real. I mean, I don't know how the guy really feels. Who knows? You don't know. But, I mean, you can't. You start riffing on, like, 73 things that, you know, are the sins of the Republican Party, and you're not expecting someone to at least counter that? Larry Elder's smart enough to counter all those things. Oh, of course. What was the whole part about women? Yeah, but it's not just election denying. It's the disdain of women and fear. Disdain disdain of of women? women. Yeah. Just, Just throw that out there. Coming from the party... That has Leah Thomas involved in their politics. <laughs> exactly. And you're calling me a disdain for women? Okay. Exactly. All right. Got it. All right, Scotty. You ready for your big three? Yeah, let's All go. All right. Here we go. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Today about this time, it's Scott Robbins, trifecta, his top three of the day. Yo. Helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy, you going to watch the debate tonight? Gotcha. No, I, I'm ready. What I asked. <laughs> three. Dances around the question. Okay. He doesn't want to answer it. I, I know think. he doesn't. Uh, number three, Anthony Fauci. We were just talking about Fauci recently. Yeah. Where's he been? Well, his scientific expertise is apparently limitless, Jamie. 
Oh, no. We should all be grateful, though. Not only does he know exactly what to do to ensure that no Americans ever catch COVID. Imagine, without Fauci, a lot of Americans could have died from COVID, but thankfully he prevented that from happening. So given his record of success with COVID-19, I strongly suggest after this latest take to stock up on liquor and ammo and watch Mad Max movies because it's all coming to fruition. Fauci was quoted as saying, Climate change is causing these crazy weather happenings that are happening all over this country. Everything from the tragic fire in Hawaii to Texas, which has had 75 days in a row of over 95 degrees. Undeniable. Climate change is happening. Hmm. F*** you, Dr. Fauci. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Megyn Kelly out of nowhere. I just... Off the top (laughs) rope. F*** you, Dr. Fauci. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking for millions. Very succinct, too, by the way. Uh... So that's just it. I, I've done my damage in this. Here, let, let's start. But, let's screw up something so, else yes, again. This is I'm who asked this the, guy what he thought about climate change. Gal, shut up. Yeah. And the countdown continues. Scott Robbins, right. trifecta, top three of the day, up to number two. A uh, quick-thinking concealed carry holder in Chicago flipped the script. Uh, the woman, uh, uh, the uh, the uh, suspect, by the way, twenty twenty-year-old Derek Benson. Yeah. A juvenile and a female friend of his both suffered gunshot injuries after they unsuccessfully attempted to rob a rideshare driver. Oh, boy. She picks him up in the rideshare. Yeah. Is driving along 1500 block of uh, South Millard after midnight, August the 12th. Both passengers entered the back seat. Moments later, the situation turned violent as Benson, the 20-year-old uh, man, who's already on probation, by the way, for another carjacking last year. Really? Pulled a gun and pointed it to her head. Wow. So she slowed down, slowed the cab down, just enough for her to bail out of the cab. He grabs the wheel, stops the cab, tries shooting at her. She pulls the gun, shoots back, hits her and the girlfriend, him and the girlfriend both. They run off. Cops catch them later. They've been arrested. Wow. Good. <laughs> she carries a piece with her. I mean, if you're going to do that rideshare stuff, man, would you? No idea who's getting there? in with you. Holy cow. Hell no. They're going to rob her. Okay. No, you're not. Not today. No kidding. There's yep. a third one. Yes, it's the Scott Robbins trifecta. Top three up to number one. America's sweetheart, Megan Rapino, back in the news today. I didn't know that. Yeah. She's mad because of uh, the things that were said about her and her teammates by Donald Trump, among others. She said, always is, because what he's saying is fake. It's a competition of hit words, hot-button words, that don't actually make any sense at all. I think, in general, the way our team was spoken about over the course of the tournament, it was all fake coming from people like him. What is she talking about? He said it didn't make any sense to me. In 2016, or 2019, rather, we were ultra-confident, ultra-swaggy. We won everything. And even though we won, we did it in bad taste, according to people like him. This time, we weren't confident enough. We didn't have the right mentality. And so we lost. It's disingenuous. There's no way to win. There's no way for us to, to lose. She accused the critics of waiting for the team to stumble and then took a shot at the right-wing media and people like Donald Trump. They want women to believe that you can't fight for things, and you can't be excellent, and you can't ask to get what you deserve. Nobody said that, Megan. 
Nobody even feels that way. You're the one. You turned the spotlight on yourself, (laughs) you jackass. You made the rest of the country dislike you immensely. And were there people cheering for your loss? Yes, there were. And the reason for that is because of the way you treated America, the country that gave you what you have. So shut up. (laughs) And there you have it. Well said. I mean, it wasn't about the team. It wasn't about women losing. It was about you. Remember when the whole country was for the women's soccer team? Of course. Yes, of course. All right, got to get to a news update. And Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out. Hopefully back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. Got the big GOP debate tonight. Doug Burgum, as a good part of the country, says who? Uh, Don't know if he's going to be there, if he can stand. He... Ruptured his Achilles playing hoops yesterday, 67. So hats off to him for still hooping. I know you don't have that take, Scott. I do. Well, I mean, I mean, it's all but, fine and good until something like this happens. I mean, the guy's 67. I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess it was with staff members, they said. It's a friendly game, a friendly little pickup game going on. Yeah. And he. Well, what's uh, the cutoff age? When do you stop playing? Well, I think you can I play, play as long as you want. Okay. But you know, if you blow it, if you snap a tendon out there or an Achilles or whatever, that's that's the breaks, man. I think he'd probably be there. I would think he would be, but I don't know. I, I mean, mean, at the same time, you know, I, different people online are like, "Who cares?" Well, he doesn't have a chance. Actually, could help him. Yeah. Um, did he? Uh, can you? Asa use... Hutchinson. You know, okay, whatever. And yeah. it's like, okay, there. There has to be some level that you have to get to to get on the stage. Yeah. How how low is it? Well, it's was too low for too high for Larry Elder, I guess. Yeah, some people upset about that. Um, but you know, I I don't know. I was surprised Asa Hutchinson was on there. I was also surprised that Bergham was on there. But apparently, there's some people that some funding that like him, and he's got just yeah the old GOP. There's money there. Polling, I guess. Yeah, suppose you know, they threw money enough proof? money at him to get him there. Come on. But I wonder now if Asa will go out and like blow his knee out to get the attention. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> we shall see. We yeah. got to get the Nimrods roll it out. Here we go. When the going gets tough, damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley Van Camp and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right, Nimrods in the news. Of course, we've all heard of the porch pirates. But this person actually stole someone's entire porch in Georgia. Yeah, a dude named Robin Swanger stole a neighbor's porch from the front yard. The whole thing, it was kind of crazy. Holy cow. Eight by ten feet, valued at like three grand. How in the heck do you do that? It's a trick, isn't it? They got him. Uh, Five women in Florida arrested after they intentionally clogged the toilet at a chicken wings restaurant. Not cool. (laughs) God. And a high school nurse in Virginia arrested on felony drug charges. Okay, we don't know exactly who she was selling to, uh-huh. the high school nurse. God. Pulled over in the school's parking lot. Meth, Xanax, cocaine in the car. Jeez. Boy, oh boy. And that's Nimrod's in the news.